Yo, what's up, people? You welcome to Draw Vision Podcast. It's your boy Draw Hive himself, aka the gracious Drone, listening to this channel on Sight and Sabuti. So, go check us out on Facebook. Go check us out on Instagram. Go check us out on all the social handles. Um, on this for this podcast and other things that will be showing up, coming up, and all that craziness, madness, fashion. Uh, you know, podcasts, talks, and all that. So be sure to check it out on site and Savuti. And thanks to Anchor for making this happen. And uh, this is where we're recording this from. And thanks to our sponsors who are addressing us today, Hiveware. And um, yes, so let's kick it off. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to apologize. I've been off for a while. Uh, I had ups and downs, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have a lot of things that I keep doing. Um, it's not easy to come up with content um, at the same time, pushing other uh, agendas, pushing other goals that I have in life. But I'm, now that I'm trying to balance the whole thing, getting my whole team structured together, I think it will give me more time uh, to to talk to you more time to you know make more podcasts for all of you and in future i'm i'm looking forward to bringing people interviewing you know different kind of people uh celebrities and uh, normal people but i want to make this different i want to talk to normal people like who who go through everyday life doing what we do um doing what we want to achieve to do because now the world has changed. It's no longer looking up to, like, the people we thought were superior, inferior, you know, uh, the celebrities, the, you know, or the normal people. So the superior nowadays are the inferior, and the inferior are the superior. So, you know, like, it's a world of tech, so we all need to get involved. And these are the kind of people I'll be talking to and interviewing and bringing on, uh, you know, on this podcast as we grow and um, i want us to grow together so thank you so much for supporting thank you so much for sharing my podcast because I, I was looking at um, the analysis and i've seen a lot of people watching these people you know posting it shout out to my people in america britain shout out to my people back home in uganda you've been really really a massive support listening because as the percentages are crazy and i appreciate that i didn't think you'd be really like listening but it's amazing I'm, I'm i'm so grateful that you know we're connecting as a people and for today's topic that's what i wanted to bring about the connection but as everybody knows that i'm into music and fashion and culture and this is what this podcast is structured on this is the foundation of it so today i thought we talk about fashion african fashion um why African fashion is not growing. And I think this is something, this is a topic that we need to push. This is a topic we need to be talking about. So today I'm going to raise it up. I know I'm not the first one to talk about it or to raise it up, bring it up. I know other people have been talking about it, but <clears throat> I'm going to elaborate more on it. I'm going to focus more on it, or I'm just going to like, um, what's the right one I'm looking for? Spark another conversation about it. So as you all know, I'm Ugandan. 
and I'm a fashion designer and an entrepreneur, a music mogul. So these are the things that I love, things that I talk about with my friends day to day, everywhere. I'm, yeah, I'm just, if it's not about fashion, it's music. If it's not about music, it's the, you know our culture. It's um, it's you know, I rotate around that because that's what I love. That's my passion. So uh, this thing has really been bothering me a lot, like just like the music. I think I talked about it on my other podcast, but I think I'll be talking about it again because we need to keep supporting African culture, African creativity, and especially uh, my people in Uganda because this, um, I I don't want to talk about other countries that I do not know more about or much about, but I'll I'm, I'll my conversations are normally based on Uganda when I'm talking about Africa because that's the country that I know best. That's my country. Those, those are the people I talk to every now and then. So when I talk about anything, it's the community that I live in that I normally like, like to talk about that influences me, that I, you know, that I learn from. So <clears throat> today my topic about this fashion, why we're not really pushing ourselves is more on Ugandan base. So I'm just going to kick it off right now as, you know, yeah. So one thing I noticed is uh, I myself, I'm a fashion designer. I make t-shirts, luxury t-shirts, tracksuits. Um, basically, I would say it's um, streetwear and hot couture. And I'll just shortly give you a background of myself. Um, I can't tell when I started designing or when I got into fashion, but as far as I can remember, I've always loved good things, good clothes. So um, I was one of those kids, I would say, or one of those privileged kids in Africa <clears throat> who grew up. Um, I wouldn't say my family was poor or was rich. We were average. Um, my dad was, rest in peace, my dad passed on. My dad was a police officer. My mom was a police officer as well. My dad was an athlete and a coach. My mom was an athlete. She she was at one time, I think, ranked number three in Africa. Um, short putter. She was the best in Uganda. And... Um, yeah, so I grew up, um, I didn't grow up like most African kids, like the way people portray it, like in poverty and all that, no, okay, well, sometimes we'll go like, you know, um, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say we missed a meal, but sometimes things wouldn't be good, you know, but mom and dad always provided always tried to put something on the table they always gave us you know good things they didn't want us to to feel left out or admire other people or, you know so we, we had a lot of things going on so i was that privileged kid uh, i was able to go to the best schools in uganda i was um able to to have the best friends around the you know the country that also led me to where I am right now. So as far as um I know or I can remember, fashion has been my passion. 
and this I adopted from my dad because growing up, my dad was this fashionista. He was he was in his own league. Because one time I remember um, back in the day, I remember a lot of police officers, <laughs> they used to come at my dad's place in our house and they would borrow suits for occasions. Like, you know, and my dad would, you know, lend them his suits though you know wear them like on these like awesome parties and stuff like that so i saw my dad like you know being one of these guys who would stand up from the rest of the people like uh, I, I always admired this style i admired him so much and i think that's how my passion you know started growing and that's how i started getting it and my mom, the same thing. I think my mom was not really into fashion. Up to now, she's that lady who's not really into fashion. But I'll come and tell you more about my mom's fashion story. She's got that kind of like pretty woman story. You know where Julia Roberts walks into the shop and everybody looks at her like, eh, she can't afford it. So that's my kind of mom. My mom was always like that. Um, she's not really into fashion, but... She knows what fashion is all about. But my dad, on the other hand, he was that guy who was really into fashion. Like, he was unique. He used not to wear the same things that everybody wore. No. My dad was like, if you're going to wear this shirt, I'm going to wear this shirt. And he would do his things differently. So that, that's been a big inspiration to myself and my sister as well. And the thing I've passed it on to my children so yeah as far as i'm concerned fashion has just been in my blood i would say so yeah from my dad i picked up this fashion thing and um so uh fast forward i go to school and i remember when i uh, so I, I went to king's college uh, Cabalega. Then I went, um, I left that. I was there for two years. I left, then I went to Namisagali College. Um, but I, I remember when I was in King's College in Masindi, it was um, still my fashion was crazy because I remember the first time I went, it was a boarding school. So the first time I went to school to this, you know, uh, secondary school. The kids who welcomed me, uh, they were a class ahead of me. I think <clears throat> two classes and some were like a class. I remember them like talking to me in a nice way. As soon as they got me in my dormitory, they were like, one of them was like, can I can I borrow your outfit? Because, okay, they were sneaking out to go. <laughs> uh, you know, there was like a dance in the town. So they were going to sneak out, go for that dance party. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but as soon as I opened my suitcase, people liked my clothes they were like they wanted to borrow them so i remember like kids who were like two classes above of me um borrowing my outfits i was like well cool and what i'd forgotten like where i was where i grew up from i was like a fashion icon and i'm as people still look at me like that so i think i've always had that fashion thing in me up to now i fast forward i left uh Kavalega. i went to um in Namasagali College, same thing. First day I reached school. As soon as like 
the clothes that I, I wore, like in the Masagali College, what we did every Saturday, we had like a dance. It was, it was kind of like a, a disco. So um, my, our principal our headmaster was, was a father uh, from Wales. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was Britain from Wales. So we, this is one of the best schools in Uganda. So we had discos every every Saturday. That was like a social kind of thing. And we had boating regattas. We had swimming galas. Man, school was like top notch. Everything was like off the cheesy. So when they moved me to this school, my dad moved me to this school like to to improve on my um, creativity because they believed my creativity would be enhanced if I moved to that school. So they moved me to that school and amazing. But yeah, first day I get there. That was a Friday, I remember, evening. <clears throat> um, they, this, they brought kids um, and asked them to, you know, carry my luggage to where I was going to sleep to my dormitory. Same thing. Kids were like asking me, oh, man, you, can I borrow your outfit that you're wearing? Man, you look good. Man, your shoes. Your... I was like, cool. And that same day, that evening when, um, okay, yeah, they were booking that for the next day, which was Saturday. So on Saturday, can, can I, do I, am I, no, I think it was, I think it was a Saturday when I got there. Yes, it was a Saturday when I got there. Yeah, that same night, kids, those kids were taking me, escorting me to my dormitory. They were booking my outfit. And when I got out of my office to go to the club, they were like, whoa. And kids wanted to borrow some of my stuff. So, yeah, I borrowed them my stuff. And now I'm, sometimes I'm like, why didn't I even like rent this stuff to them? But, which was all good. So, I didn't know, um, at that time, all I knew was I loved fashion and I was pushing it. And, um, okay, fast forward. Come um, S5. Um, that's um, A-levels. Met one of my friends who came from another school. Something happened, like, because um, I had to go back to the same school. They came from another school. He saw my style. He was like, man, you're incredible. Have you ever thought of doing fashion designing? I'm like, no. I'm into music. I, I want to do music production and all that. It was like, you can do both. You can do music production and at the same time, um, you know, make clothes. So that's when it sparked me that, okay, I can be a fashion designer. But I was already a fashion designer, but I was like, now let me go learn the skill and, you know, improve on this. Because at that time, I was more like... um. What's, what's the right word I'm looking for? Um, I would say, like, right now it's like a fashion consultant. Um, yeah, I was more like a, a fashion consultant. So I wanted to upgrade it. So fast forward, I go to school. I, I learned tailor, tailoring. At that time, there was no, like, um, this is my early 90s. Um not really early 90s this is like late 90s 2000 around that time um there was no like um 
fashion schools in Uganda. We had only one fashion school. I went there. It was expensive. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to learn how to, to, you know, cut patterns and sew. And I would I'll figure out the rest by myself. But what happened? The school I went to, um, one of the tutors ended up being one of my friends because he saw my collection and was like, I don't know why this school didn't take you or give you like a scholarship. You're incredible. So I ended up being good friends with him. We would challenge one another. And, you know, so those are the people kind of pushed me to, to be the person that I am, my creativity to another level. So, yeah, I, I end up going to a tailoring school, of which was also a problem. Like, no um, technical school would take me. Because now in Uganda, we got fashion schools and all that. But back then, in the 90s to the 2000s, when I went to, you know, to do it, there was none. And I went to a Catholic one because I used to go to church there. So they took me in. And most of them, they would take um, women. Because uh, if you're not familiar uh, with our culture in Africa would say uh, most of these handy jobs are for women, like um, tailoring, um, sewing, um, you know, basket making, all that. All this art and craft is looked is looked down upon, I would say, and they refer it to women or children. So everywhere I went, they were like, no, you can't do this. It's only for women. It's all. But anyway, when I put my mind to something, I end up doing it. No matter what it is, it doesn't matter how long it takes. I'll still keep doing it, pushing it till I get it. So that's what happened. Anyway, I got in and <clears throat> I got in and I did my course. And I was incredible because even my teacher used to be like, oh, my God, you're doing things differently. Because I knew what I wanted. I was just there to learn the cutting pattern, the, the pattern cuttings and, you know, the rest. Then I knew I would take it to another level. And now I'm still learning. Every day I learn because fashion is different. It keeps, you know, um, evolving, you know. Because right now, where we, how we're doing it is different from how I did it back in the day or the, the years that, you know, I learned. So... So fast forward, that's um, a bit of my background. I'm, I'm hoping, um, I think I've spent like 18 minutes talking about that. So yeah, um, hopefully next time I will, I'll just, you know, I'll just drop a whole bio about myself, my music, uh, my fashion. So those will be like different ones because I can take like days talking about it. Very incredible stories, you know. Amazing stories when I look back. But this journey of mine has been crazy. This journey of mine has been crazy. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's been crazy, amazing ups and downs. And so professionally, I've been in fashion, I got say, three years now, I think, three years three years yeah that's when i started doing like um runways um putting out like you know amazing outfits and 
open up my you know social media and now people know who i am so i've been traveling around the world showcasing and you know people call me other designers call me to you know uh, support them to feature with them in you know their showcases um yeah so you know i've done new york done uh belgium we've done um a london fashion week as well we've we've done chigali fashion week uh we've done mercedes benz um i've been on a couple of them you know so i was we we're gonna do um a fashion show in nigeria but the pandemic hit and i've been invited to um universities to you know showcase and um you know talk about fashion so i've been fortunate uh, you know to, to spread out the word and learn more from you know other designers other companies other people so um with all that i've been learning i thought maybe i talk about something um african you know fashion like one thing i've noticed um is that one we we, we love our creativity we do africans like we, we do love our you know our heritage but the thing is we do not support it enough as we should so that's where my problem comes in like <clears throat> i'll be like every every event i've gone to because mine is different i'm 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 a fashion i'm an african fashion designer but i'm inspired by hip-hop music i'm inspired by um rap music um the, the the hip-hop culture so i look at street fashion first before i even look at my heritage you understand and i have to blend in my heritage because that is in my blood because everything even even when i'm designing like a pair of jeans first i'm like oh i'm hip-hop i love hip-hop i like this style but at the same time like i'm african i need to you know incorporate this it's just that dna that just jumps in and as we keep going on and as i keep evolving and learning more the hip-hop culture is african culture so these two things are the same like when somebody says uh streetwear which is hip-hop is the same as african culture so or heritage it's the same it's one thing that's how i say it that's how i view it so I know other people are going to argue and be like, oh, right, 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 right. but that's how, to me, that's how I see it. Because hip-hop originally rapping comes from Africa. Hip-hop originally comes from Africa. Not Brooklyn, like everybody says. No, it's originally from Africa. Because right now, if, if you go back, you say, everybody will tell you like, oh, what people are doing right now, rapping, our ancestors did that way back in time. So... <clears throat> that's that's more that's what really like you know pushes me to design um that's what i come up with you know so right now we call it street fashion so i'll say that i'll stick to that so everywhere we go um most african designers will come up with you know the african fabric the african designs the chitenji the um i don't know other people call them in you know african language but you know what i'm talking about the african material that typical nice african beauty and people will be crazy 
they will love this outfit. And when I bring up my stuff, people love it. They go crazy. And kids, especially teenagers, because this relates to them. So they're looking at the urban um, designs, like, you know, off-white. They're looking at Supreme, Nike, you know, Balenciaga. So my stuff is easily, like, accepted or easily, you know, um, stands out because of that. And which is amazing anyway, not complaining, love it. And the other outfits as well stand out. So we're all unique in our different ways. So one thing I notice is most people like the show. It's they'll come to see the show. They'll pay to see the show or the runway or something like that. Um, and most of like... <sighs> How they say okay because nowadays I, I do go for fashion shows they just fashion they call me for fashion i do that and sometimes they'll call me to events where there's like people singing or it's like the whole culture people will be singing dance drama then fashion which you know will be there so other people are like forced to come and just watch by the end of the show people will come and like you know maybe they want an autograph or talk to you and asking you you know how long you've been designing they, that inspiration and some want to buy the outfit you get me um i see there's the love the love is there. And the only problem is sometimes or most of the times is purchasing our product. So that's why you that's that's why I find it really hard. Like, look, what I'm doing is luxury. And what I know most of my other African designers that I've encountered or I've worked with or been to on the show together they're also doing the same but some of them are forced to undersell because they just want to sell like get you know their items off themselves and what i've noticed is we, we don't have shops we, we don't have where we can sell our our, our outfits our designs we can't take them to h&m we can't take them to zara we can't take them to you know all these outlets because no one understands us yet. No one understands this future, this futuristic African design. For God's sake, you've seen the movie, The Wakanda. Everybody loved the movie. That was African design. And everyone wants to dress up like that. But they don't know where to find this. And I'm, I'm not going to be racist here, but I'll just put it out there. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm being racist or whatever. I'm not. But if you think I am, then that's your problem. But And this is not like my opinion. It's the fact, you know. Because um, one time I was having a conversation with um, um, my friend uh, Dave. Um, I saw we not Dave, that John. I see of uh, Randa um, Chigali Fashion Week. And he told me, like, um, I'm not going to talk about the designer. I'll not dispel the names here. I uh, don't want to get sued. But he told me, yeah, a white designer got, you know, designs from Rwanda, came and did them here and put them out there and sold one outfit for like 2,000 pounds. But people bought it. It's it, 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 it sold out. And it was a luxury. It was an exclusive design. And people bought it. 
the same outfit an African from Rwanda who designed it put it out there. No one bought it. People were willing to buy it, but for less money. What the fuck is that? That's what really hurts me, you know, that you appreciate our work, but you want to underpay. Why would you do that? We're supposed to be here uplifting one another. You get me? Supporting one another. Come watch us. Come for the shows. Um, if I put out my show, any other designer puts out their show, go support them. Buy their outfits. If they, you know, go to their Instagram, Facebook, website, support them. And the thing is, most of our African designers, they have affordable, you know, their collections are affordable. Like, um, the most, which is uh, average, is around maybe a hundred pounds or two hundred pounds. But you still find people complaining it's expensive. It's expensive, but they're willing to go buy um, um, a Balenciaga T-shirt or a Supreme at you know a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, five hundred bucks. But an African designer puts out um, a nice outfit. They're not going to pay for that. And like sometimes I'm on a show. And after the show, somebody will come to me and be like, oh, man, that, those are nice outfits, man. I love them. Um, Like one lady came and approached me. She was like, um, I loved your show. I loved you. Uh, your, your showcase was amazing. Those outfits are amazing. I'm like, oh, thank you, ma'am. And she was like, about that dress uh how much is it and i was like the dress is not out yet it's it's an exclusive and she's like can i give you 15 pounds for it and i'm like what the fuck in my mind i was like <laughs> are you for real are you joking and that's what that's the worth she's showing me and i'm thinking when are we gonna start like putting ourselves on a pedestal than just putting ourselves down here she she knew definitely she knew the outfit was amazing was expensive was, and I told her it's an exclusive it's not out yet she wants it wants it for cheap I'm gonna give it to you I'm not giving it to you and I'm not selling it to you look and I'm okay I'll brag here because this is me people say I brag but fuck that shit that's normally how I am I'll say the way it is I'm not gonna like uh, spend money on um expensive material. A sewing is expensive. The time I put in just to, to make something for chips. Mm. Because it may look cheap to you, but it's the time, the experience that I've put in it. Like, you know, I've, I've been design. I've been a designer for like, um, when I was a teenager, I've been styling people. And now I'm a big ass man. A father of two, actually three. And I've, 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 you know, I've been around the world showcasing. And you come to me and you tell me, you know, you want to buy an outfit for 15 quid? Yes, if it's worth it, then I will sell it to you for that price. But if it's not, please don't. Because all the time I've spent learning this craft, learning this skill, putting all this together, then... Um, the time I've spent, you know, sewing it uh, with my team 
to to put it out to 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 get it ready for the show for the runway then put it out there to sell it that's time that's all what comes to the exclusiveness of it and remember like one thing i, I didn't tell you like growing up in africa we we didn't have like my era we didn't have that shops that sold uh, outfits that i like the outfits that i like were always like second hand and so every time i went to downtown buy second out outfits i was unique I, i was like the only one who had it and that is how i've grown up that's the same thing that inspires me that when i make my clothes i want exclusivity I want to make like if I make like right now when I make outfits I'll make like 10 5 the most has been like 15 outfits because I don't want everyone wearing them so I I feel good when my product is out there but not everyone is having it but at the same time everyone can have it because it's not that I'm limiting people it's just giving them that good feeling that oh it's only you with it no everyone is having it I don't mind you guys can buy my brand like you know I have t-shirts affordable if you want to feel like you're having a high wear on you there you go oh and I drawn you there you go the outfits there or any other designer I know they all sell t-shirts they you know they, they put out something for you that is affordable but I respect the price and the time and the effort that African designers put on mm. But at the same time like and this is the thing like with us Africans we just been brainwashed mm. we just been brainwashed we 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 raised to think that the western world or the white man or the white designers make better than us everybody like if if it, say if i put my outfits out there and another designer put their stuff there and you don't know who did it i guarantee you people are going to pick my shit or another designer's shit who's from another continent and especially africa because the uniqueness uh, we are unique but just cuz uh we they just took away our selfish team so we always think that we're not the best but we are the best and it's high time that we we switched that narrative and started respecting african designers and you know paying for what they're worth just instead of looking down upon them and be like oh that's an african you know designer or and the fabric at the same time we make this our, our, we make our own fabric like most of my when i make um fabrics designs from african fabric they are waxed these are waxed some of them are we use honey to like you know get them prepared there's this process that is organic that takes place to to get these um fabrics the way they are and these are like this is organic this is expensive but at the same time we we sell it for chips most designers will sell it for chips because most of them don't know their worth because we are programmed to take our worth away so like people who come to you and they want to buy you know cheap stuff of you i'm not like cheap stuff okay everybody wants a bargain people want uh, you know something affordable but you've got to assess it 
you've got to pay for what you see something is worth. So somebody would rather not pay a lot of that, but pay for China. That is way, way cheap and messed up fabric. That is not as rich as what we do. Because our fabric is organically made, you know. We, we, we start making our own, you know, our own fabric. But even if we buy like in China or we buy it anywhere, the, the way they make it, they will duplicate it, but there will still be that authenticity. authenticity. You'll excuse my English, don't worry about it, but you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's that organ organic going on. So we need to start supporting African designers. We need to start supporting African products. Hell yeah, we've supported the Afrobeats. Right now, the Afrobeats is hitting, you know, like you go to America, Afrobeats, Jamaica, Afrobeats, the Netherlands, Scandinavia, anywhere, German, Afrobeats, London, England, Afrobeats. Because I remember when I just come to this country, like even just saying African, you are looked down upon. But now we stand up and some African and everybody. People want to bow down. And it's us, this generation, that push the Afrobeats to be what the Afrobeats is right now. And it's the same, this generation, that can switch the African designs to what it is. If we can push the Afrobeats to where it is right now, why can't we push our own African designs to that level? To New York Fashion Week, to Berlin Fashion Week, to Paris. Milan, name a few. It's high time we started seeing African designers on this, you know, on these runways. It's high time. But what they would do, like Vogue would just pick one, you know, some random designer, maybe from Ghana, Nigeria, whatever. And they'll be, oh, this, this, this designer is good, blah, blah, blah. He's good, but he's not the only one. We got like a bunch of them, like even better than this, uh, the designer you just picked. But how is Vogue going to pick that designer if just us, the Africans, are not supporting that designer? If we're not buying from the designer, we're not even pushing word of mouth. We're not even tagging on you know social media. It's, it's just frustrating. But we need to stop this hate, this self-hate. We need to self-love. We need to start pushing each other, one another, to another level. Africa as a continent is, is, is bigger. Africa as a continent is bigger than America. Forget about the, the map that they show you that Africa is like one of the third, you know, continents in the world of second, whatever is it's, it's the biggest. Because all this, this crap was like, you know, drawn to make Africans, you know, feel inferior. The African continent is big. We are rich. We got oil. We got, um, we got minerals. We got the freshest food. We got the richest fabric in the world. Everybody will be like, oh, Chinese silk. It's incredible. But how about the African fabric? Uh, well, I don't know about African silk, but I'm sure we, we do have silk. 
and every time like somebody a designer from africa makes something you're gonna criticize them oh it's a good design the fabric is cheap what the hell but the same like you you go in any shop here and you see some fabrics like they're not over because sometimes i'll be like in designer shops and i'll look at the fabric and i'll be like okay yeah this is this But as soon as an African designer makes the same, there's there's a design the same fabric, you're gonna criticize it. Or you're not gonna think it's worth paying a couple of good bucks for it. So we've got to start pushing one another, we've got to start pushing African designers to a level. You get me? We need to support Africa as as a whole country, rather continent, sorry. Yeah, when I say country should as well be a country, I don't see why we shouldn't unite. We should unite, it should be like, you know, um United Countries of Africa. You know? Cause we want people, we all think alike. You know, like look at the Afro bits. It's, it's, it's the same bit we're all using, you know? And it's the same drive going. So we are, might as well be one country. I know we could different languages and all that, you know. But we're, for now, we're, we're, we're a continent. So I'll stick to the continent. But we need to start pushing one another. We need to push that African narrative to our kids, to ourselves. Buying African fabrics... Buying from African designers. <coughs> Excuse me. That's how we're going to push the culture. That's how we're going to push and raise the African economy. And that's how we're going to put the continent on a map. Shout out to, you know, Chigali Fashion Week. Uh, shout out to uh, Mercedes Benz for putting out, um, you know, fashion you know, shows in Africa. Mm. Shout out to all the African promoters while, you know, putting out um, or supporting African fashion. Swahili is a Swahili nation in Kenya. Um, and others that I'm not going to mention, um, fashion shows in Nigeria, man. It's incredible. We want to see this going. We want to see it pushed to a level. And the same with them with the street wear. That don't, don't stop. Just keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Because I know someday, one day, Soon, and this is the time, African designs should be on the map, should be shining. African designers, we are the next. Encourage young kids, young designers, older designers, current designers from Africa to keep going, keep pushing, keep buying from them. Show up at their shows. It doesn't matter when somebody does a private show um, for his collection. Buy the tickets. Film it. Post it on your YouTube. Invite all the bloggers to come through. Interview, you know, the designer. Take pictures of, the, you know, the collection. Radio presenters, TV stations, um, YouTubers, influencers. We all need to work as one. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the TikTokers that you know are from Africa. I see you you're doing your thing out there. 
you know, dancing to the Afrobeat. Nigerians doing their thing. Ugandans doing their thing. Kenyans this thing. Rwandese, um, Ghanaians, Senegalese. We're all on the TikTok promoting our own culture, our own music. And that is amazing. That is amazing. And that's the only way we're going to push this. But this narrative is all about fashion. So, I don't think um, I have more to say about this. Um, but I appreciate comments. I appreciate people sending me, um, reacting to this podcast. Um comments are sending me uh, voice notes because this is an anchor because on anchor you can always like you know subscribe and you know register to to send a message so i'll listen to your messages i can always message you back and the same podcast i'm 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 gonna put it on youtube so if you're watching it on youtube right now listening to it on youtube shout out to you if you have anything to add on, comment down below or, you know, give me a topic. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, we just keep we just keep going. So, like I said, I'm into fashion. We'll be talking more about fashion. Uh, like I said, pick out a topic you want us to talk about. We'll talk about it. If you want me to invite you so we can, you know, have a one-on-one chat on fashion, music, culture, all African culture. Hit me up. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, do share this podcast to your friends. Um, I hope I've inspired some of you or most of you. I hope um, you know I've sparked the light into you. Um, I hope I've given you awareness. And if you are, you know, shying away from your culture i hope i've given you the inspiration to be brave bold and elegant to wear your own support your own and you know i'm looking forward to seeing african designers shine and if you're an african designer out there don't quit you're not alone you're not alone in this we are many. We need to support one another. We need to keep like inviting each other for shows. Don't just go showcase by yourself. Invite other show, other designers. If you're in Africa, invite you know African designers in Europe or in America. They don't mind. They'll get a ticket. They'll come down. They'll support you. Same thing. African designers who are in the Western world. Invite the African designers. Let them come showcase in Europe, showcase in America, showcase in Asia. So that's how we keep moving. And that's the only way we're going to to get the African, you know, style out there, the African fashion out there. It doesn't matter even if you're designing like luxury, um, streetwear, uh, hot couture, any different style, jeans or Western fabrics. It does not matter. But what matters is where you come from. All I want to see, all we want to see is this designer is from Africa. Oh, this is an, an African design. 
Shout out to the late uh, Vajra. Because he's the only guy right now that, you know, I can look up to and be like, yeah, he put Africa on the map. Off-white. The whole thing is African inspiration. So we need more of Vajra's. We need more off-whites. And other, you know, black designers as well. So I'm not going to, you know, mention many, but, you know. So, without further ado, thank you so much for listening in. And, um, yeah, like I said, um, today's topic, I was brought to you by Hiveware. Uh, go check out Hiveware, H-Y-V-E. Uh, W-E-A-R on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, YouTube. Do follow them as well. Follow us. And shout out to Sait and Sawuti on YouTube, Facebook as well, where this podcast is going to be. And shout out to Uncle. Uncle, uh, you know, that's where we recorded this on the app. And, yeah. So, um, Hopefully, I'll get, um you know, this podcast reaches everyone that is concerned, inspires everyone, and motivates us all. So, thank you so much. It's your boy, Draw Hive, a.k.a. Adroni, Deogratius Adroni. Stay loving, stay peaceful, keep promoting each other. Keep the African culture going. Keep your faith. Be strong. Never give up. Never ever give up. No matter where you are right now. No matter what situation you're in right now. What you're doing. If it's not happening for you. It's going to happen. Do not stop. The only time you stop is when you're dead. But as long as you're breathing. Never stop. Just keep going. So peace. I love you all. Thank you so much.